Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 101. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Hey, Fire Nation. Are you ready to launch a website? I've created a free step-by-step video that will walk you through the process of buying your domain, installing WordPress, and creating your first post all in under seven minutes. Visit entrepreneuronfire.com blue to find out more and take your entrepreneurial leap today. Okay, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Becky McKinnell. Becky, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I'm ready. All right. Becky is president of iBet Creative, the hottest up-and-coming web design and online marketing company in Portland, Maine. Since starting the company right out of college in 2006, Becky and her team have developed over 250 websites for small to medium-sized businesses around the country. Becky has been featured in Business Week's Top 25 Entrepreneurs, 25 and Under, awarded Small Business Administration's Young Entrepreneur of the Year, and she's a recipient of the 2011 Stevie Women in Business Award. Wow, Becky, I've given Fire Nation a little overview, but why don't you tell us a little about you personally? We want to get to know you, and then tell us about your business. Sure. Um, well, I have a company, I Bet Creative. We're a web design and online marketing company. There's a team of 15 of us, and um, I started the company about six years ago. And um, the story is that IBEC wasn't my original idea. When I was a senior in college, I um, had written a business plan. I, my major at college was a combination of both art and entrepreneurial studies. So our capstone course was writing a business plan. And I decided that I wanted to specialize in um, creating a web design company. And my professors really encouraged me that instead of being a generalist, that I should look into different niche markets. So I did all this research and found that there are a lot of medical communities or medical practices that didn't have websites and needed help with their branding. And they also had the money to spend on it. So I put together a business plan for helping doctors and dentists and veterinarians create websites for their practices and um, help them with their brochures and marketing. And so um, when it was time to graduate, I had a couple options. I could go back to Massachusetts where I came from and um, work at the design studio where I interned, or I could become a freelancer or look for another job or go ahead and start this business plan. And um, it was a really good time for me to take a risk. So I decided the day after I graduated that I opened up my doors and started MediCreative. And now my business plan had told me that I was going to start cold calling doctor's offices. So I made a big database of all the local practices and started calling their office managers, trying to get meetings with the doctors. And it was so challenging. I had no sales experience. I was 22 years old. And um, it was just really defeating calling over and over and over and sending my marketing materials. And I think I had called over 300 businesses and I got one appointment out of it. And um, that's how I spent my first summer after college. But in the meantime, um, I was in a business incubator. So um, it was called Maine Center for Entrepreneurial Development. And what it is, is it's a bunch of um, startup companies that share an office space. 
So you work in a cubicle and you share printers and internet and um, it's, a, it's a cheap way to have an office space. But the great thing was, was that all those companies were also startups and needed the services that I could, pro could provide, like graphic and web design. So I started taking them on as clients because I was really determined not to get a second job. And before I knew it, they were referring me to their friends and um, other colleagues that they knew. And I was getting all these referrals for businesses outside the medical community that needed my help. So about a year into the business, I rebranded as IBET Creative because it started to get really awkward when people would refer me. They would say, oh, there's Becky McKinnell. She has a company, Medi Creative. They do medical websites, but she'll also do your website. She's, she'll, she'll take on anything. <laughs> and at that point, I definitely did take on anything. Um, but it really helped me get started. And um, I think that's one important part of being an entrepreneur is that you have to be flexible and be willing to adapt to what the market around you needs. Um, so I rebranded as IBET Creative, and um, since then it's been growing and growing. Let me pull a couple of things out of there that I just found extremely interesting. First of all, that was just great advice by your professors to really dig down and get into a niche market and not just be a generalist, because especially when you start, it can be so overwhelming to be an entrepreneur, but if you really just focus on a couple key areas, that's just a great way to gain a foothold in the community. And then number two is you just started. I mean, you had a business plan, you went forward with it. And then just because of how life happens, you were flexible and you adjust that business plan as your business developed on its own. You were able to pivot into great directions. So many people are just waiting and waiting and waiting to launch to make that perfect business plan. And then when they finally launch and it doesn't quite work, it's very deflating. So it's just like Eric Reese in the Lean Startup. You need to get that minimally viable product out there as soon as possible. Get that customer feedback. Start interacting with people in your community. You were doing that so well with the Maine Entrepreneur Society. And you just had so many opportunities because of that. And you just accepted that opportunity and went forward with it. So let me just commend you on that, Becky. And we're going to use that to move into our first topic, which is your favorite success quote, because we've already started with some great motivation. You've really just showed us how to get out of college and just hit the ground running. But let's go with something that you like to live by, your mantra. What do you have for us today? Sure. Well, a phrase that I often repeat in my head is, successful people do what unsuccessful people are unwilling to do. And that's by Jeff Olson. And I really feel like as an entrepreneur, there's a lot of tough things. You know, it's not, it's not an easy job at all. You live and breathe your business. And the, you, you get yourself in, to these times where you have to pick yourself up and put yourself into a, on a, an uncomfortable situation. Um, I remember when I first started my business, I, um, someone had told me about networking and I didn't know what networking was. And I said, oh yeah, you know, go down to the local um, chamber of commerce breakfast and, you know, you'll meet a lot of other business owners there. So for me, that was something that was really scary. I was young and um, I had never been to an event like that before. I didn't have a friend that I could go with. And so I went and um, when I got there, there was a man in a suit who's very nice. And um, I went over and I, I went right up to him and I said, hi, I'm Becky McKinnell and I have a company, MediCreative. And, um, you know, it was, real, it was really uncomfortable for me to stand up like that. And 
he was like, oh, so you must be here from um, the local high school students. And it was just <laughs> such an awkward experience. But, you know, like the point of getting up and going to that breakfast and doing something that I was uncomfortable doing. And, you know, that was the worst that could happen is that I could be embarrassed. And then I, I go up and talk to another person and, you know, had a different tactic that time. And, you know, now networking is just so second nature. And it's, you know, how I grow my business. And, you know, it's, it's very, it's a social thing being an entrepreneur, but, um, you know, just that uncomfortable feeling when I was first starting out of trying to be, trying to act older than I was and, um, you know, have a bigger business that I did than I did. And, uh, so just always keeping your head up and, um, you know, just pushing through it because if it were easy, then everyone would be entrepreneurs. That's a great quote to end with right there, Becky. If it was easy, everybody would be an entrepreneur. And I love your story about the Chamber of Commerce and how you went there right away and really started trying to mix things up. Another thing that I found really awesome during our pre-interview, we're both from the same small little city, Portland, Maine, which when I moved back here a couple of years ago, it was really surprising to me what an entrepreneurial vibe this city had in the state that I grew up in. And I've been very impressed with the different think tanks that we have here where people actually get together and have small office space and the different young entrepreneur events that go on during the evenings, a couple times a week and things along those lines. It's just a very vibrant city and has a lot of entrepreneurial experiences. Did you find that to be the case when you initially started? Were there things beyond the Chamber of Commerce? Yes, for sure. Um, so being in the business incubator um, was huge because I felt like it got me out of my apartment in a place that I could call work and really focus on it. Um, I also um, received a grant for $4,200 from the Libra Future Fund. Um, so they're an organization that provides grants to um, entrepreneurs under the age of 25 to start their businesses. And $4,200 wasn't a lot, but it was enough for me to buy my computer and the software that I needed and um, some initial marketing materials. And um, yeah, those are, those are the two big ones. That's great. So Becky, let's transition to our next topic, which is failure. As entrepreneurs, our journeys are riddled with failures. Every single day, we face them they define us as entrepreneurs. We use them to pivot or to overcome and to make us stronger. You're not that old, but you still have a decent length of a journey as an entrepreneur. So you've experienced failure on a number of levels. We can also define those as obstacles or challenges, however you want to spin that or twist it. But take Fire Nation back to a time when you came up against an obstacle or had a challenge or just failed and then how you overcame that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like when I started out with my initial business plan, um, you know, I was so passionate in helping doctors. I could really relate to the fact of being a patient and, you know, trying to decide who my doctor would be. And it's it's such a personal experience. And I wanted to be able to provide the materials that would allow patients to have a better bond with their doctor. And um, it was really hard for me to give that up and realize that that plan wasn't working. I think that if I had been in maybe medical sales before and knew, you know, how to get in the door better, or if I had a partner that had worked in an office before, or even, um, you know, looking at partnering with the electronic medical records companies and trying to find a better way to, to get in there. 
Um, so it was, it was definitely hard to give that up. And, um, you know, I still think about it today, but I think that the number one thing to me was that I was not going to get a full-time job. And so I had to be able to change my business plan and work around to, to where the market was. That's one thing that we really see today as entrepreneurs is that sometimes we just get married to these ideas and to these great, exciting paths that we set out for ourselves. And then when they don't exactly happen as we do, we get so deflated. And that's a point that some people actually just walk away from the venture in its entirety. So you actually hit a point when your dream, when your focus, when your goal was obviously not going to come to a reality. What did you do at that point? I decided that I wanted to make an, it wasn't something that I was just going to stop cold turkey. So I actually had two companies running at the same time and, you know, just dove right into it and started working on my new logo and new website and started running it by my clients and um, letting them know what my plans were. And everyone had really positive feedback and thought it was the right direction. So, um, you know, definitely getting other people's advice as well helped. So take us down to the ground level real quick, Becky. What was that business that you ended up having to stop focusing on? And then what was the business that you really started putting most of your energies into? So my original business was MediCreative, which was just focused on targeting doctor's offices. And my current business now is IBET Creative. And we work with all types of companies, whether it's professional services or e-commerce websites or solopreneurs, um, medium business, banks, uh, a whole variety of different clients. Wow. Perfect fit for Fire Nation. Yeah. (laughs) So Becky, we're going to now transition to our next topic, which is the other end of the spectrum. Thank you for being so generous in sharing different failures and obstacles that you've come across so far in your journey. But now share with us that other end, which is the aha moment. We definitely have these little aha moments every day that kind of inspire us and move us forward in different directions. But have you had that big light bulb moment that just came on? You were like, wow, this is really going to resonate so well with my audience and then just drove forward with it? Yes, definitely. Um, So it was about a year into my business and I had an email inquiry from an intern um, who was out in Indiana for school and he wanted to um, work for credit. And he told me he was a designer and he said that he could work for 40 hours a week for a whole month for free. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to be able to keep someone busy full time? Like I don't possibly have enough work for them. But since there was really no risk in it, I invited him to come into the office for the summer. And that was definitely a light bulb moment when I had someone else in the office with me that I could give all of our design work to, um, give them feedback on it. And then that opened up more free time for me to do things like business development or working more on project management or online marketing, whatever it might be. Um, But that was the hiring my, my first employee when he um, left for the summer. Um, I knew that I had to replace him. And so just once I had one employee, then it was so easy to keep hiring more employees and just offloading the different tasks during the day that I wasn't as good at and focusing on what I was really good at. So how did you initially get hooked up with a person who was looking to trade time for credits? Andrew was a college student and he was looking for an internship. So um, it was really just a blind inquiry of him um, 
you know, searching out different web design companies in the area that he wanted to work at and he found ours. Very cool. Because at Entrepreneur on Fire, we talk a lot about virtual assistants and the value of virtual assistants when you're just starting off, just on a pure cost basis. Have you gone any further um, in either direction of going into researching virtual assistants or into looking more into providing a more consistent flow of internships for college students? Yeah, we typically work more face-to-face. There's a lot of colleges around here, so there's um, lots of opportunities to find really great interns. Um, We use contractors that sometimes work off-site and we never meet, but most of the time um, when it comes for delegating small tasks, um, we have interns that come in, and it's a really great process for being able to screen people before we bring them in full-time. So we get a chance to meet them and see how they work and they get to, you know, see how IBAC is. And um, then we, we can eventually move them on to full-time. Definitely an extremely valuable circumstance for any college student to be in. I wish that I had taken more advantage of interning when I was an undergrad. I mean, it's just a great way to get into the marketplace and really to see how things are working in the real world. Because so often when we graduate from college and we, we're living in this bubble, we just have no idea what's really going on inside the workplace. So that's just a valuable thing that you offer to students. And I'm really behind it as well. And Portland does have a very strong undergrad base here. There's a lot of students and young people that are actually still in undergrad right now that are looking for opportunities like this. And that's just the case in a lot of cities. I mean, Boston, New York City, wherever you're going to be, there's going to be a big pool of people that you can offer this to. So it's really exciting that you've had success in that venture. Like I said, we've talked mostly on Entrepreneur on Fire about the virtual assistant side, but it's great to hear that you've had success with students in the internship level. Yeah. So Becky, you haven't had the longest entrepreneurial career as we've spoken about, but you've really been in there. You've done it. You've had a few successes. You've had a few failures. Have you had an I've made a moment? Well, I would definitely, I definitely feel like I'm not finished. You know, there's still a lot I want to do with IVAC. I want to keep growing. I love, um, you know, just keep pushing the company and taking it to the next level. Um, You're not quite ready to buy an island yet? Not yet, but (laughs) it's in the plan. (laughs) But, you know, there have been a couple small, small um, victories. Like, um, you know, it was probably about six months into the business until I realized that I can really do this. I don't need to get a second job. I can, like, this is the path I'm going down. Um, We've had some really awesome office spaces, which were like my dream office spaces that always just feel so good. Like, wow, I've I've made it. Um, And then another one is, you know, when employees that um, work at IBEC, you know, when I hear that they've bought that they're going to buy their own house, like that, that feels really good that I was able to create a company that are helping other people build their lives and fulfill their dreams. Wow, that's powerful. Those are powerful I've made at moments. And Entrepreneur on Fire is about the journey. And that's one thing we continuously stress. And that's one reason I love asking this question because every entrepreneur answers this question differently. And I love your answer, Becky, because you're looking at this journey that you're on as milestones that you're hitting and you're actually enjoying these successes and these accomplishments and these achievements when you reach them because it's so important to set goals for ourselves. And then once you set those goals, you obviously need to step it up to the next level to keep yourself driving forward. But you need to step back, really breathe in that success that you've had up to this point. And I'm glad that you're doing that. Yeah, thanks. Let's move into your current business right now, Becky. You have a lot of things going on in a lot of different directions. 
all of it's fun. But if there's one thing that's really exciting you about your business right now, what would that be? I'm really excited about mobile. Um, about a year ago, we started doing all of our websites as responsive. Um, and what, what responsive web design means is that instead of creating a separate mobile site, you're actually creating one website that on the fly reformats to tablet and phone devices. So it's like future-proofing your website. Whatever the next device that comes out with, whether it's the iPad mini or whatever, your website will automatically resize to be optimized for it. Um, so really thinking about mobile and where that's going. And um, there's a trend now um, designing for mobile first. So instead of designing for your desktop version of your website, starting out with a mobile version and then working bigger. Um, and I really, I, I just, I'm so excited where that's going in our industry. Awesome. I couldn't be more excited about mobile either. So Becky, we like to pull the curtain back here at Entrepreneur on Fire. I know that no two days are ever identical for every entrepreneur, and that's certainly the case for you. However, you definitely have tasks that you are accomplishing every single day, day in, day out. Can you share with us, Fire Nation, two tasks that occupy a good portion of your day every day? Sure. Um, I would say the biggest one is meetings. And um, it's funny because I've been listening to your podcast and hear a lot of entrepreneurs say that they're trying to escape from meetings. Um, <laughs> in, in their meetings about meetings. Yes. So I have lots of meetings with clients and prospective clients and referral sources and a lot of one-to-ones with my team members because really now at my company, I need to, it's I need to take care of my employees and my employees will take care of the business. So hearing, hearing their feedback and what their challenges are and giving them advice so that everything can be working smoothly. So I would say meetings. And then the second one um, is emails. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) It's a world that we live in. Becky, what is your vision for the future of IBAC Creative? I want IBAC to be the Willy Wonka factory of, web design companies. I envision fun and creative company where we're just making magical websites. And um, like I picture this big building with zeros and ones puffing out of it. And um, I just, you know, I want to be the best and I want to um, continue to be on the cutting edge of what's happening in the web. And I want to create a really fun environment for my employees to work. Well, you are on that path, Becky. So we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions. And you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? That sounds great. All right. What was one thing that was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think um, the scariest thing was that I had never really worked at a company before. I never had a full-time job. So just having the confidence right out of college that I could go ahead and and start this company, um, I felt really self-conscious in the beginning about my age, and um, that was a big challenge to overcome. What is the best business advice you ever received? When I was in college, um, I remember it was my senior year, and we had a visiting artist come in. Her name was Lissa Hunter, and I was asking her, you know, how how have you made it? How have you been able to have a successful career as an artist and, you know, not have other side jobs? 
And she said that the best thing that you can do is you have to start out full time and give it, give your, your career or your business a hundred percent of your attention. And I think that was really great business advice because if I, if I hadn't heard that from her, I probably would have tried to have a couple of side jobs, like maybe waitressing or nannying right out of college and then done my business to keep cash flow going. But I decided to take the risk and just do a hundred percent. I bet creative. And, um, I think just getting in that mental state of, I'm going to do this. Like there's no other option. I mean, it's always good to have option B, but, um, just getting in the mindset that, that this is it. This is where I go to work every day. No, that's great. And in fact, that's been one of my major mantras in life is focus. Follow yes. one course until success. I love that acronym. I love the word. It's just says a lot. What's something that's working for you or your business right now? Um, well, I would say that we've made a lot of strides in our process. Um, I think you know, growing as a company, we realize that it's you can't just wing things like you can when it's one person in a company, and right. you really have to work on systems and documentation and all that exciting stuff. But um, I I feel like we've worked so hard on it that um, now we have a really solid process for building websites for our clients. As you grow and as you leverage time and as you scale, processes just become more and more important. So really glad to hear that you're moving in that direction. Yeah. So Becky, you're obviously cutting edge just being in the industry that you are. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Sure. Um, well, if any of your listeners are in the similar business to ours. Um, we've had a lot of success with Harvest. Um, Harvest is an invoicing and time tracking tool, and it really helps you capture your profitability and manage project budgets um, with little headaches. We've had a lot of other systems um, in the past, but this one's been really helpful. That is so important to be able to track that again. It really just goes to the systems and the processes. If you're not being able to know what your expenses are as compared to what your profits are, then you're really not running a viable business. So that is a great tool. Thanks for that recommendation. Sure. What business book would you recommend for Fire Nation? Well, a book that I've recently read um, is The Ultimate Question 2.0 by, um, uh, it's by Bain Capital Group. And um, I really liked this book. Basically, it's the concept of <clears throat> you ask, instead of sending your customers a survey with, you know, 10 or 20 questions, whatever it may be, it's really just one question that's important. And it's on a scale of 1 to 10, how likely are you to refer our business to a friend? And so the net promoter, promoter score is the percent of positive recommendations minus the negative recommendations. And... Um, since I've read the book, um, we've actually rolled out the survey to all of our clients and we've been doing it in batches so that we can manage the responses. Um, but it's really been, I think it's so important in business to be able to get feedback from your customers on a regular basis and always think about how you can be improving. And just by making it simple and having one question, I think it, it really makes it easy and you, you get quality feedback from your customers. 
I cannot agree more. So Becky, this next question is the last one, and it's my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew nobody. You still have all the experience and knowledge that you currently have right now. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is $500 and a laptop. What would you do in the next seven days? Geez, that's really tough, especially if I didn't know anybody. Um, I think that I would definitely start a website right away, um, at least to get some information about myself up online. And then um, I would start writing. And, um, you know, I think I've learned a lot about starting a business as a young entrepreneur. And um, I'd start sharing that knowledge and see where it took me. Love it, Becky. That was actionable advice. And you've given us actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, I think that if you have the passion to start your own business, just go ahead and, and get up and do it. And if having that pig-headed sense of determination and knowing that no matter what, you're going to succeed, um, you will be able to succeed. So um, really just have it in your heart and, and don't give up and, and keep pushing forward. And if you ever need a website, feel free to check out our, um, our company, ibetcreative.com. Awesome, Becky. All of this will be right there in the show notes, entrepreneuronfire.com slash 97. So Becky, thanks again for your generous time, knowledge, information sharing with us, Fire Nation. We salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. All right, Fire Nation, are you pumped up to create a podcast and share your message with the world? Don't let your lack of time, knowledge, or skills hold you back. All you need to do is record an MP3, send it to my team at Entrepreneur on Fire, and we do the rest. It's really that simple. Visit podplatform.com, that's podplatform.com to find out more. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.